Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 432, Turkey Talk with Kenny Mount, and I am your co-host, and the guy who is sitting here in his basement looking at raccoon paw prints on the basement window and is about to go set some traps outside in the backyard that is just that is a bold strategy from a raccoon right there (laughs) you know they're they're the little handprints and one of them i can see there's three fingers that are down and two fingers that are up one of those being a middle finger and the other man you would say is the thumb so yeah pretty brave raccoons yeah well i'm the guy that by the time you guys hear this i will be wrapping up vacation time i i'm probably as you hear my voice speaking sitting on the beach so (laughs) that's a tough life man hey i gotta get that skin tan before turkey season so they don't see that white shining you know that's right it's all part of the strategy you know it's all about turkey hunting the reason I'm doing this is so that I can hunt more efficiently. Mm-hmm. I want to blend into my surroundings. So dark, 
well, in my case, dark, I guess, red skin will blend in hopefully better than my white skin because I only have two shades, burnt and pale. There you go. So, when I'm peeling, though, it, it gives off a leafy suit type vibe. <laughs> <laughs> my, my leftover skin, crispy skin, is, will be flowing in the wind. That ought to really help. Oh, yeah, that would definitely help. And, you know, I would imagine you're about to start your liver pickling process, too, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no pickled liver for me. Not on, not on this one. All right. You're saving that for turkey trips? You and yeah. do your liver pickling then? Okay. Save that for about 12 days when we head out for the first turkey hunt of the year. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Let me repeat We're... that 12 days. That's crazy talk. And, I mean, your number's getting pretty low, too. What are you at? Right, 14 days past that? Yeah, so we're 37 days, 12 hours, 18 minutes, and 32 seconds from the opener of spring turkey season in Alabama. That's freaking awesome. We are closing in, absolutely closing in. I really enjoyed last week's episode with Steve. I thought that was great. And then we have our most requested guest back again. We've been able to get Kenny to join us what, three years running now before turkey season? Yeah. So, for whatever reason, he's still, you know, hanging out. I mean, <laughs> wanting to talk to us. Yeah. He, he's always an entertaining guest. Always, you know, he's he's one of the few guests who will turn questions back on us and, you know, things like that. But it's always an interesting conversation. He's a great turkey hunter, you know, very secretive guy. And, and really, you know, we've talked about the mystique of turkey hunting with him in the past and he embodies that you know so it's it's really cool talking to kenny and people love hearing from this guy you know i i get a lot of feedback on instagram and i've seen it in the comments under our podcast on apple Podcasts and stuff people saying their favorite episodes and you judging by the downloads we can see who the most popular guests are kenny mount always ranks up there always always is up there among the top of the top. You guys love yeah. Kenny, and there's good reason why you love Kenny. Yeah, he's, great he's personality. Just, yeah, yeah, he's a lovable kind of guy. What can you say? Yeah. Well, why don't why don't we hop in there and go ahead and do this interview? Because if I know Kenny, it's going to be a good long talk. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. I'm sure we'll get him fired up, and it'll be a good one. So, all right, let's do it. See you guys on the other side. Hello, Kenny. What's going on, dude? Man, living the dream, buddy. How about you? Sitting on top of the world, just slide over a little bit, you know? Yeah, heck yeah. When I hunted in Africa, the professional hunter that we were hunting with, hey girl, you looking good. I'm going to go pick some boys up and leave me alone so I can get on this phone call. (laughs) Uh, That's going to lead to trouble, picking up boys. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I hope she catches a rich one, one with a lot of land that needs a caretaker. Just everything, money, land, the whole nine yards, take a lot of stress off your plate, you know? It really would. Absolutely. What I was telling you about the professional hunter we hunted that we hunted with in Africa, his his little catch line was when he would get ready to leave, like in, at, you know, would be dropping off at the end of the hunt or something, he'd say, see at the finish line. And I, I like that. There you that. go. I like that. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll ever see it, but I'm still trying to get there. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Right now, it's not even in sight, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. You, can, I mean, the, the most high-dollar, like, military spec, you know, optics in the world, I still can't see it. It's, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I don't know. Maybe you'll round a curve in the road and you'll see it, and it'll be closer. I don't know, man. Hey, it could always. We could always be in a in a worse spot than we really are, to be honest with you. Absolutely. What's going on? Man. Getting ready for turkey season, huh, guys? Heck yeah, buddy. Oh. Dude, it's bad, man. Like, I mean, you know, I pray almost every day, you know, to stay busy with work along with so many other things. But in my line of work, it's, you know, feast or famine. It's it's just we, we've got so much going on in our, in our business right now. And man, it's just like you've been you just you dream to be this busy. But it's such a conflict when it gets this time of the year because you, focus is just hard to come by. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Like, I mean, this is when I really wish I was just a quote unquote normal guy who just got up every morning at the same time, put his loafers on, tightened his tie up, looked in the mirror, clean shaven, you know, had a head full of hair and kissed the wife and walked out the door and life was just peachy, you know. But right now, like I have so many more important things I need to be doing and my mind is just in the gutter. You know it? seriously like i mean it's been this way for weeks but like i mean you know about christmas time on like it is my focus man it just i can sit here like I'm, i've been sitting here like working like i will have to work most of the night tonight on this stuff and all this stuff starts running together after a while because you're like all right do you what could i do this weekend you know what I mean? yeah. like <laughs> and the weather man this weather we've had lately oh, come yeah. on Oh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a taste of spring early. I mean, like been crazy. I've had a friend that's sending me some trail camera pictures of turkeys strutting, and you know they're mostly just strutting for dominance with the other boys right now. But it's still, it's just, it's so close. Pretty, pretty accurate depiction. What you just said. Mm-hmm. I just, I know. It's, it's. I had to go meet a brand new customer two days ago on a project, and the first thing this guy shows me which was kind of random, to be honest with you guys. It's not like I'm walking around with a tail fan taped on my back or a feather in my hat or anything like that. But he's like, hey, man, let me show you this. And he shows me exactly what you said, Cameron, a trail camera with like eight or nine long beards, you know, just in front of it. Mm. (laughs) And he's like, yeah, we got a bunch of private land. That's where they are. And I'm thinking, you really expect that we just started this meeting. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ruined. Do you really think that, like, the focus now is to talk about the materials needed to finish your job? Or what am I going to have to do to slide in the back door here to either get on that turf or find out where it is and slip on it when you're not there? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that that First might be off, a... how many of these cameras do you have on this place, and where are they? <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the key right there. Yeah, you just mainly put them on the food plots, and you're just you're just you know mentally taking notes. Stay away from the food plots. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you got hey. it. Got well, what do you, do anyway. you want anything else, Kenny? Like in the off season for turkey hunting, are you a hunter of other other species, or are you just a turkey guy? Dude, I don't hunt anything, man. I mean, like, I don't deer hunt, duck hunt. And, I mean, I'm just really, man, you know, work. It just it just consumes me most of the year. And I don't, man, because I try to burn every freaking waking minute of my time away from my family and my job in the spring. Yeah. I get that. And it's hard because you're jonesing in, you know, August, September, and October to get away for a while. Yeah. Because you've just worked long enough that you're really sick and tired of it by then. But I don't take like two weeks in the fall to go hunt the rut in some state or, and I'm not, you know, knocking all that stuff. I just, man, I, it's, it's all or nothing. And right when I graduated college, dude, 
I got, I was I went to school at Auburn. I left and moved to Nashville. Took this you know job with this corporate uh, commercial construction company. And man, back then I deer hunted. I did all that stuff. I quickly learned time was a very precious commodity when you become a quote unquote grown up. Yeah, it is. Which yeah. that is still yet to happen. But I get that. I have, you know, and if I lived kind of where you do the only other thing i'm pretty passionate about is waterfowl hunting and i'm just blessed to be in a place where i live in the flyway so it's you know 25 minute drive and i get to go duck hunting so it's not really time away from family or, or work i can i can squeeze it in but i think if i didn't have that I, I think i'd be about like you are you know where it's just turkeys and that's it i just don't care about much else it's unique because everybody I know that I turkey hunt around or that I communicate with are relevant to the sport. They all dabble with a few other things, you know, like do a little deer hunt. Most of them archery hunt and stuff like that. Uh, they're not obviously as passionate about it as they are turkeys, but they're just in more of them are in positions where they have more, a little bit more flexibility than I do. And I'm like, if you give me an ounce of flexibility, I'm going to milk it for everything I can in April and May. I mean, a little bit in March, obviously. Yeah, but a little less these days, but... <laughs> it's never enough. Like, I was laying in bed last night looking at the calendar. I mean, I'm sure you guys do this. And and you're just like, well, I would like to go here then, and I would like to go there then. And then you're looking at it, and you're like, how in the hell can I feasibly do any of this? <laughs> and you know, like, I really need to, like, take off May the 1st through the last their first few days of June, but I can't do that. I would love to, yeah. but everybody yeah. else does it now. I guess everybody's quitting their jobs and just hunting for a living. I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it definitely does seem to get that way. I don't know if it's just because after the coronavirus thing, everyone gets to work from home that has like a, you know, business that allows that. It seems like there's a ton more of, I can work on the road, you know, I work for myself. So that is a benefit but it just seems like more people can can take off and do all season long now i know i had a friend of mine tell me earlier he said hey man won't you just take the whole week off you know and come down and hunt with us or whatever and i'm like he's like we can find you some wi-fi and i'm like that sounds inviting but it's actually from time to time with my job i actually have to meet people and yeah. uh <laughs> It's uh, it stinks because I'm trying to like get all this work done, you know, in the next three weeks. And man, you got to make hay when the sun shines in this line of work. It's it's not like well, I mean, your your guys' line of work. I mean, if the housing market crashes, you're probably gonna slow down. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know a whole lot about it. The little bit I do know about what you guys do is intriguing. I wish I would have done that instead of what I'm doing. But I don't know. You may think you know that you'd like to do something else, but it's a really interesting field. But yeah. I'll sell you a mortgage company. <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. Yeah, I'll sell it to Absolutely. you. Absolutely. You can have it. My business Absolutely. is interesting. I'm a financial planner, and mine's interesting because when things are going well, like the market is rising, I work the least. You know, it's not as pressing. But when So luckily, last year was horrible for turkey season and the market, obviously. So I'm hoping this year we have a little bit better smoother march april may in the stock market would be helpful for me <laughs> yeah and it's stuff like you do for a living that i'd be lying to you or anybody else i am on this on, on the verge of like mega embarrassment that i do not know what i need to know or probably should know about that kind of stuff because so many of the c customers that, that we service they live a very very exuberant extravagant just lifestyle just stupid money you know yeah mm -hmm. 
And it's funny because a lot of them, all they do is they're constantly working to make more money. Very few of them are probably happy with a 20,000 square foot house and all the other things that they have with it. And they're always working to make another dollar. And they're just wired so differently than I am because either I'm, it didn't, wasn't appealing to the young age or God didn't wire me that way because once it started this whole thing that we're here to talk about, it like, it turned everything else upside down. And I know you're thinking, well, yeah, we love to do that too. But like, it hit me at a young age and I'm like, it's, it has literally played a part in every decision I've ever made since that happened. And it doesn't take a rocket scientist to realize that if you put turkey hunt involved with legit decisions that a person has to make, Nine times out of ten, you're going to make the wrong one. <laughs> I have numerous That's a pretty good times. summary. Numerous yeah. times. But you got it together. You got your own business, run your own company. So you have, you've made more, probably far greater, better decisions than you have poor decisions. Mm, I don't know about that. And I think my bride would tell you differently as well. But She's your bride, though. Dude, I've lost some, I'm talking <laughs> stunners, man. I mean, like, I mean. You look at me now, and I'm, you know, but and I'm, I was never like a, a player or had any game, but like for some reason, I got really lucky with a few women, and this this destroyed all of it, every mm. bit of it. I remember telling one dude, I saw her at a bar, and when I laid eyes on her, I was like, oh my god, like I mean, she was so far out of my league, and I don't know how it happened, but I ended up talking to her. Next thing you know, I'm dating this girl, and I'm talking, she is way out of my league. Her family had more money than God, and I'll never forget telling her. I'll never forget looking her in the eyes and telling her, I don't care what happens. Nothing is more important than my turkey hunting in the spring. Well, ultimately, that came back and knocked the out of me. You know, put she put me on the road the whole nine yards, which was legit. I deserved it. But our whole struggles were based over spring turkey hunting. Yeah. yeah. Granted, I, I was it. a lot younger, but I get it. There, it definitely puts know. a strain on good relationships with, you know, your significant other or friends or family, whoever, because I've missed a lot of weddings. I've, I've not gone to events. I've flown back from family vacations early, you know. I mean, it's just, I agree with you, though. It is, it's part of every decision. And people don't really get it. gets married in turkey season? I mean, seriously, yeah. You're they telling me, you man. That... I, I got... It's like everybody in the spring, I guess, because it's such a pretty time of year, but they, they do it. Somebody does it. Mm. Yeah. Man, yeah, I don't know. But anyhow, I didn't mean to get on a tangent. I don't even know if y'all are recording this thing or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, we got it. But We're going to keep rolling with it. No, I, I told my wife when we met, went on the first date, I said, I want you to know I'm a turkey hunter. She looks at me and she says, so you like to hunt? And I said, no, I want you to know that I am a turkey hunter. <laughs> and she says, what does that mean? And I said, it's really hard to describe, but the reason that one of the reasons that I'm here with you now eating dinner at this restaurant is because I'm a turkey hunter. And that lady I was married to, I like it, but it means that you're not going to see a whole lot of me in the spring. You're going to be awfully disappointed. You're going to attend a lot of events alone. You probably at some point will wake up a lot of mornings alone. You at some point may not get a whole lot of sleep like I don't, depending on how quiet I am getting in and out of the house. I said, but I turkey hunt and there is nothing and there is no one that will stop me other than God. 
<laughs> and she was like, I don't think, I still don't think I understand. But she found out about nine months later when turkey season rolled around. But she hung in there, man. She, you know, I think yeah, she enjoys woman. getting gotta me out of the house. keep her around. Yeah. Absolutely. Gives her a chance let's, to go out and find guys like she's doing tonight. Let me ask you guys something. Let's put the shoe on the other foot here. I had a conversation with a friend of mine here. As a matter of fact, it was probably at some point around lunch today. Very unique conversation. He called me, was driving me mad. I was in the middle of a estimate and something came up about uh, money or something. And I asked him, I said, let me put you on the spot. I said, you know, you get older and it seems like when you meet somebody, what's the first thing they ask you? Well, what do you do, right? Mm -hmm. What do you do for a living? We judge everybody or our first impression of whoever we're meeting is, what do they do for a living? Mm -hmm. You know, it's not, hey, man, what are you into? What's your background or anything? It's like, hey, okay, well, then their second thought is going to be, okay, how much money does this guy make or whatever? It's like, that's kind of what we base everything on in society, especially yeah. in the yeah. world I work in. And here's a question to you. Would let's just hypothetically say you guys didn't work in like have any ties to a business. You were just out seeking employment like ninety five probably plus percent of the public does, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can go get a job at company A. They're going to give you let's just say that you're qualified to earn a salary of around hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, okay? Pretty good salary for, you know, parts of Alabama or whatever, especially if your wife works or whatever. And they're going to give you one week vacation, five working days per year mm. for like the first two to three years. And then you can build up once you've got, you know, five plus years with the company, probably around three weeks, give or take. So, you know, you're going to have to work there five, cal five years before you can enjoy 15 days off paid vacation. Mm. Or you can go to company B and you can make, I don't know, pick a number. Eighty-five, $75,000, $85,000 a year. But you can turkey hunt for five to six weeks in the spring. No brainer. Okay. <laughs> Are you going to sacrifice 50% of your potential income to turkey hunt for an additional four weeks? Or are you willing to suck it up for five years before you can turkey hunt for three weeks? Tough question, isn't it? Cameron? I take less income, and I, I have no doubt about it, to be honest, because that would, my quality of life, I would be such a sad sack, you know, with my one week of hunting that I just don't think, I don't think anybody even want to be around me. I'd be so down, but it just, to me, I mean, you said 75 to 80,000, like you could still live very nicely on that salary. Right. But I mean, the whole point is just how important is in our society now, how important is not only what you actually make, but your social status and your, I mean, who you are. And like a lot of people judge who they are based on their income. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a healthy way to be, or I'm not promoting that. I'm just saying that. If you love to turkey hunt, like a lot of the people that you guys interview, yeah. at what point does it become a <laughs> such a passion, so to speak, that you are willing to sacrifice stuff that, I mean, can obviously benefit your family and, and help out in future situations, investments, all kind of stuff like that. What is it worth? And that's like what I, what I said earlier, like every decision I've ever made in my life since I went turkey hunting and was like, you know, had a little bit of luck at it mm -hmm. has been based upon this crap. And it's like, if I hadn't have done this, I may actually be able to buy a new car one day instead of having to buy an 84 El Camino, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Nothing wrong with El Caminos, but I mean, sooner or later, you get tired of rebuilding motors and getting seats reupholstered and everything else. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta buy something a little newer, you know? Yep. Yeah. 
that's weird a, question, but stuff people don't ever talk about, you know? No, it's a good question and concept. And I mean, I literally, that's funny you brought that up. Like two weeks ago, I looked at my wife at dinner and I said, you know what? If Jeff Bezos walked in here and told me I could swap places with him, I'd tell him no. I, I get to hunt as much as I want. I have a roof over my head, food on the table, beautiful one-year-old daughter that is healthy. I don't need anything else. I mean, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, and it's unique because, like, some of these people I mentioned earlier that, that, that we service and stuff and sell to you, I'm like, it's just a level of living that I can't remotely imagine. And it's unique because some of them, they're, it doesn't mean, I, I, I'll tell you what, this was nuts. I'm wrapping up a job right now, and it's unbelievable. It's a really nice house, and the they got my name from a passed along or whatever through some carpenters or something. And I kind of I kind of got become pretty good friends with the the wife, and uh, she's really down to earth. And these people have an astronomical amount of money. The husband actually owns a very rare Lamborghini, and there's only like six of these things in the states currently. This particular model, so it's kind of like a big deal mm-hmm. to them. To them, I, I'm not into cars like that, but. So long story short, you know, I was standing out in front of the house with her one day and I said, you know what? This just, it just struck me to ask her a really put her on the spot because she doesn't seem like she really cares to build this monstrosity. It's more of his doing. And Mm -hmm. I said, let me ask you something. I said, you, you have life absolutely whipped. Like basically you will never have to worry about anything that from a financial standpoint, yeah, you could get ill or somebody could fall ill or whatever like that. There's things to to worry about, but just from having everything you could ever need, you're set. And I said, let me ask you something. I said, does having all of this stuff that you guys have, does it make life better? Is it easier for you than it is more of a common person? And she looked me dead in the eye and she said, you know what? No, she said it. (laughs) She said, it's the same BS and the same stuff everybody deals with. Sometimes it's just on a grander scale. Yeah. And, and it was so cool because, like, this woman is really down to earth, like, the whole thing. She's, you know, she obviously didn't want to build this 10,000-square-foot house. And yeah. it was really unique hearing somebody, you know, that has that kind of money or whatever say, no, this is just – it's the same stuff. It's just a bigger shell. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly and you right. guys deal with people like that, you know, way more than I do still. Yeah, absolutely. You know, my, my grandfather on my dad's side, he wasn't a wealthy man or anything, but he always said, the more stuff you get, it's the more you got to take care of. <laughs> Meaning the more you acquire, like the more time you got to spend tending to it as far as equipment and houses and all this other junk. And I think Very that's true. pretty accurate. Is- very yeah, I didn't mean to get off the, the, the turkey hunting topic. I know that's what we're here for, but I guess, you know, oh, yeah. it, if you put it in perspective, it's like, what is it really worth to you to the time to go hunt turkeys? Because, you, you know, face it, I don't keep up with whitetail hunting or any of that other stuff. But if I'm not mistaken, the season, like in Alabama and Georgia, it's stupid long. Mm-hmm. Like what, yeah. three or four months? Is that right? Yeah. It, yeah. In Alabama, yeah. I think it comes in October the 20th and goes out February the 10th. I mean, can you imagine if you tried to turkey hunt that long every day? <laughs> oh, I would Ooh. love it. I would, I don't, I would yeah. love it. I don't know that I'd make it. I mean, I my, would. my wife already said she's not looking forward to my prisoner of war shape that she, that I turn into. I oh, I know, it. man. It, it 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 is weird, like because she, you know, she may come across like she's getting used to it or whatever, but deep inside they hate it, you know. 
<laughs> they they freaking hate it. Like mine asked me a couple weeks ago. She said, "Hey, I'm gonna need a. Can you go ahead and get me a calendar for March, April, and May? Kind of like when you're gonna be here and when you're not." I'm like, a little too early for all that. <laughs> you know, I got some tentative things here that I know I'm gonna do, but yeah. So it's kind of hard to fill out. Yeah, that's what I I share an Excel document with my wife preseason of. All right, here's the schedule. I'll be gone these weekends and week and whatnot. So. She's going oh, know, with me once this would be nice, but she gonna go turkey hunting with you? No, she's going okay. on a trip with me, bringing a friend with her, and they're gonna go hang out. I'm gonna go turkey hunt. It's a great deal for everybody. Oh, what a win-win! You know, that's what I'm saying, Kenny. I don't understand why he does not take her. She has a phenomenal natural voice, yelp and gobble. <laughs> I mean, she's, I don't know, man. she's good. I had one that that I crossed paths with, and she was uber competitive. She played college. I think she played basketball, Division two basketball, Division two softball. She was a go-getter, and uh, she wanted to go. And I'm like, well, I'm going to take her somewhere and break her of this right out of the hmm. gate, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to go climb some hills and get miserable, and she'll never want to do this again. And lo and behold, the first morning she ever went with me, we got on a couple early season gobblers, you know, wadded up with a bunch of hens. and We didn't kill one of them, but we got them about as close as you can get them to you without killing one of them. Mm-hmm. And she got to watch the whole show, watch the turkeys come through the timber, the strutting, the gobbling, the whole nine yards. And I'm thinking, well, thank God, you know, she didn't kill one. I can go back in there and kill one here in a few days, get her the hell out of here. But uh, seriously, you know, I, don't, I thank God that didn't work out. But, uh, you know, anyway, uh, it, it was absolute polar opposite. Like she was just consumed with it. And next thing you know, she's going with me all the time. And I'm like, this is starting to become a hindrance. Like you're a pain in my butt, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, she wanted to go and I'm like, okay. So, you know, she finally went and called up a gobbler for, and she got him or whatever. And, uh, I'm thinking at this point, you're on your own. Well, she's scared of the dark. So I'd, I'd show her places to go, you know, and she'd just sit in the car till it got daylight and then start walking through the woods. Mm-hmm. The next thing you know, she wants to travel with me. And I'm mm-hmm. like, God almighty, this is getting bad. <laughs> She's thinking, oh, we'll have some little romantic trip to the Black Hills and rent a cabin and cook spaghetti and listen to, you know, good music. I'm like, no, nah, that's not how this goes. Yeah, like, we're not going out there to brains out for four days we're not going to look at mount rushmore and crazy horse and all that you want your turkey uh, your picture made at mount rushmore you kill a turkey great go kill one first mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and it was brutal man like she she killed a turkey out there and had a great time but she scared a turkey one time out there dude and i mean my reaction was like if you could have that on video i would be the most wanted man in the country by every woman in a bad way because you sometimes you lose focus of who's with you and like I didn't pat her on the back and tell her it'd be okay when I got done dog cussing and throwing limbs and rocks and you know breaking just it was just I looked over and she was sitting there crying and I was like oh my god you know and then I thought about it for a minute I'm like to heck with it you shouldn't have screwed that up you knew better than that (laughs) but the point of all that ran is to say this she she finally had enough of it. She said, you, you just do it too much. I can't do this. And she ended up punting on men when got her man got married and all that. So it worked out. But um, That's awesome. You, you, you can still hunt too much for them, even if they love going. Yeah. Yeah. I guess there's lightweights everywhere. Absolutely. Of- but what else y'all guys got? I'm sitting here rambling. I need to be quiet. 
speaking of women hunters, a quick quick uh, divergence here. My my brother and I got in this hunting club one time, and it was it was like an hour away. We we just called and joined after looking at it on the map, you know. And we show up at this thing, and no one's really there's one car there, and it's this rinky dink looking building to sleep in, you know. And we're like, well, you know what? It's a hunting club. This is what it's supposed to be like. We walk in. This woman is sitting there. She's got her baby on her lap. Has a massive lip full of dip. And has the, the baby the baby is holding the bottle essentially. Like he's the rest for her to spit in. <laughs> and she's camoed out and we were both like, We're in the wrong camp here. Like this this woman probably kills the crap out of some turkeys. <laughs> and and a few other things on top of that, yeah. <laughs> she's yep. probably killing hens, Jake's anything who walks out, but I'll never forget the sight of that baby with the empty Coke bottle half full of dip spit. Her, she was like, y'all y'all here to hunt? And we're like, yeah, we're going to head on out right now and go scout. <laughs> no, we're just we're just down here checking things out. We, we've seen everything we need to see, and we're getting the hell out of here. <laughs> Where's the refund? <laughs> Good. I mean, you think about that. Just let's go back to the whole bar thing. Let's say you and your brother are at the bar, you know, and they're just having a beer or whatever. And you just happen to look down, and I don't know what your speed is, but say there's a brunette down at the end of the bar, and you just kind of catch like a side profile or whatever, and you just like, God Almighty, man, look at that! And next thing you know, you next thing you know, a few makers or whatever your flavor is later, your brother looks over and you're gone. You're making you you're making your way straight to her, and she, you kind of come around her side over, and she's got a big wad of Copenhagen in her mouth. Like I don't care how good she looks. If she does yeah. not hurt, she's no dice, man. That is disgusting, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. I mean, it could be like, you know, Tom Brady's ex-wife or something down there. And if she's got a big old pinch of Copenhagen in there, I'm going to pat her on the back be like, mm, what could have been, and then walk off, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. I don't, I've never seen many women that did snuff. Oh, it was... I'm telling you. And then, you know, you put the baby in the lap also, I thought just really made the whole ensemble. You know, this this woman had reproduced and was using her baby as the table for the dip spit glass. You know, this was great. Well, and and, and this probably may get cut out or whatever, but you got to think some dude somewhere took one for the team. You know, I mean, <laughs> just, just and he's probably proud of it. You know, I mean, just. Yeah, I, I don't know. I will you say said. this. <laughs> This show has already taken two or three turns I did not see coming. You know, I, I'm I'm enjoying this. Yeah, it's probably not going to get posted, and that's totally cool. I get it, but <laughs> I mean, man, I mean, we, we, y'all just like say, hey, shut up. We got some topics we want to cover, but I'm thinking so many yeah. of the people you interview is probably like right now, whatever's current in turkey hunting, which I don't know what it is other than the, you know, the seasons and the stuff that you know everybody's been talking about for two years now, I guess. Well, how was your how was your season last year? I know we talked to you pre-season, and we kind of you know lamented a little bit about how late it was going to be before you got to crank up there in the home state due to regulatory change. Tennessee now is blowing past you. I get to wait till April fifteen now, but yeah, but at least you get. You, what do you guys? You guys run to August now. I mean, that is re- like when that thing. <laughs> when did that break? Early summer or something? When was that? Yeah. April 15 until Labor Day, like the day before Labor Day or Memorial Day, sorry. Yeah, I remember when they announced that change, I was so caught off guard. Now, granted, I don't know a whole lot about 
all the different regions of Tennessee. I know some regions that some friends of mine hunt that are plentiful with turkeys, and then I know some areas that some people used to hunt that used to be pretty strong that's kind of slowed down and stuff like that. So yeah, it's obviously it's some regional. Just like yeah, absolutely. Days. Absolutely. But I was thinking middle of, the, of April. I mean, that's like a week. Are you like behind Kentucky now? Yeah. Yeah. About the same. Yeah. I think we open the same weekend now. Because Kentucky's usually always open around that, what, second Saturday in April, give or take, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Like, but to answer your question, last year's just like anything else is a great season. Had some, you know, had some ups, had some downs. Uh, anything, anytime you turn on, you know, like, you know, we all do, which is Lord willing every day, uh, you know, you're going to win some and lose some. But as far as the late start here last year, it was definitely an odd feel. I can tell you that because like yeah. the same rant that I had, which I don't worry, I'm not going to get back on all that. But like the whole, you know, if you're not in a club or you don't know somebody that knows somebody, you, you, they, you're supposed to sit home for a week while everybody out there is you know, getting to hunt, like I, that still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Don't worry. I'm playing by the rules. I'll, I'll, you know, go sit on my, on the couch and cry for another week. But other than that, man, it's great. I mean, just the fact we get to go, you know, that's kind of a, yeah. yeah. I hope they don't a, keep bumping it back though. I can tell you that. Yeah. La- last year was kind of a late spring. It seemed like in the South, so it may not have had a horrible impact. You know, if the, the birds really, at least here and where I hunted in the southeast last year, other states, it, they were not ahead of schedule, I guess, to where it was, you know, I felt late to the party when I was in states like that. So it was everybody's freaking out right now. The people I've been talking to are just like freaking oh, out yeah. this warm spell. We've been, man, you know, dang, they're going to be done. And I'm like, just chill out, would you? Like, we could still have some cold weather and just, you can only hunt them these dates. So. <laughs> don't beat yourself up over all the things that are happening now because you can't control it. I disagree just when with your you. season, you do? I do. I think that go they ahead. need to stay home and not go. Oh, yeah. absolutely. That would be awesome, without a doubt. Yeah, without a they're going to be completely yeah, gobbled out. That's just a waste of time. Get your crappie rod, get your boat <laughs> all primed up and ready to go, and go hit the lake, man. Well, Lord willing, and I'm probably wrong, seems how things end up shaking out most of the time, but I'm hoping all this complications that we're, you know, experiencing with start dates and all this other stuff, I'm hoping it's starting to wear on enough people where they start looking over at their stuff in the corner, their vest and their gun, and they're just like, you know what, to hell with it. I'm sleeping in or I'm going fishing or yeah. whatever. I'm, I know people don't want to hear that because everybody preaches, and you guys probably do too. We need, like, hunter recruitment. We need more hunters, this, that, or whatever. But, like, I'm still of that. I'm cut from the cloth. I'm like, they can go hunt deer. They can go hunt elk or sheep or whatever the hell they want to hunt. But just quit turkey hunting. Yeah, yeah I I am with you 100% on that. And I, I do not believe that we need more turkey hunters because, like I've told many people, I have lost more, and most everyone in the southeast has lost more opportunity to hunt turkeys due to us getting more turkey hunters than we have the antis passing some bill that we didn't have enough people to go again. It's it's unique. I agree, man. Like, I mean, I was thinking last year here that with the late start and with the, the some of the rules they put in, especially with the non-resident thing and the bag limits on public and stuff like that, that, okay, when the public starts, that the pressure is going to at least be, you know, somewhat minimal compared to the past few years. But, hey, you got to remember, there's still a pile of states, man, on April the 1st that aren't open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and bam, here they come, you know, and it's just like, I'm not complaining. It's better than it was, but yeah. you know, I mean, I'd almost rather thing. deal with the pressure. That's one thing with the April 15 opener. I'm hoping that maybe we will see a few less Kentucky and Missouri and Arkansas plates here in our state. Oh, dude, I think the middle of April, I mean, I, I'm just guessing off past history and stuff. Like, you know, there were some years Tennessee came in between, you know, between the third Saturday or something of March. Yeah, it was it was the Saturday closest to April 1st. So sometimes absolutely. Yeah. And 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 certain portions of the state just being on fire then as far as like with turkeys. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not saying that was a constant because I don't have enough experience there to form that opinion. But to go back two weeks on it, I don't know how much good hunting you're losing. Obviously, you do. But I guess the only benefit of that is probably the fact that you're going to have a little less pressure, you know? Yeah, I think that will happen. You know, I, I would almost – plus, you know, I killed two birds now. Only one of them can be ejected at a lot of different things that should reduce the harvest and which will overall reduce pressure. And, you know, maybe people won't want to buy it. $350 license to about shoot two birds, you know. So they went from four to two on the limit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. We're cutting half on our limit. They, even though 87% of our harvest occurs with the first bird, we're going to take out the third and fourth bird, which was the equivalent of about 3,000 turkeys per year on average. Yeah. Out of the 40,000 that were killed. But could have done the same thing if nobody could shoot Jake's, but, you know, yeah. we'll just cut the bag limit to two instead. Yeah. Leave the jakes, make leave them legal, and take away the adult birds. Yeah, I don't particularly agree with that, but I'll play by the rules, and that's what it is for now. We'll see if it gets, you know, I I feel like bag limit reductions are one thing that I don't see getting reversed anytime soon. The season date getting moved, I could see them reversing that in future years after this study that they've done showed that delaying the season did nothing. So that will yeah. probably get us back to a normal start date. Let's change course here. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Okay. You, you guys are far more educated and knowledgeable about what I'm getting ready to ask you, and you can clarify something for me that I don't understand. Why do quite a few states out there feel like it's totally cool to have a bearded hen as a legal bird during the mating season? Tradition. My answer after watching the commission meeting, because this topic came up during Tennessee's commission meeting, they underestimate turkey hunters' abilities to identify their target. And they think that, I mean, this is what they said. They don't think that we can tell that it's a bearded hen. They think there will be too many people shooting bearded hens and then they'll just leave them to rot because they'll be scared that, to carry it out, you know, because it's not a legal bird because they couldn't tell it was a hen and not a gobbler. And that's what they said. I mean, that's almost verbatim. What's your opinion on that? If you can't tell that it's a bearded hen, <laughs> I mean, maybe make an exception. If it's the first year somebody bought a hunting license or it's a youth, okay, but... If you've been turkey hunting for years and you can't tell that it's a hen and not a gobbler, I mean, that that should be pretty... I don't know how you could mistake it. I've seen bearded hens, and it was at no point was it like, oh, gosh, there's the long beard, you know? Cameron, was it you that I was hunting with? No, I think it, I think it may have been Chip. But was it you that I was hunting with in Arkansas, and we walked up on two hunters that had just killed a bearded hen? Nah, wasn't me. Okay, so it was Chip. So we walk up on this, well, first of all, we're walking through this bottom in Arkansas. We hear shot, 
and we're not really walking towards where we heard the shot, but not, I don't know, three, four, five minutes later, here's this dude walking through the woods. So, you know, I'm not one to have met many strangers and start chatting with a guy. And I said, so was that you that shot just a little bit ago? And he said, yeah. He said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? And he turns around and there's a hen in the back of his vest. I said, you shot a hen? He said, it's a bearded hen. And I said, well, that's cool. But uh, I mean, you know, is that what you were looking for this morning? (laughs) And he said, no, but I heard a hen yelp and I knew there's a gobbler in the area. And so I worked my way in, and and I thought, you know, there may be a gobbler with his hen. And I sat down, and I started calling to this hen. And he said, I saw this bird come off of the ridge, cross this creek in full strut with a beard, and walked out from behind the tree, and I shot. And here she is. Hmm. Okay. Maybe the commissioners are right. I don't know. Now, I don't know how long the guy had been hunting, but, you know. If she was blown up into strut, I could see it that being a mistake you know but think about it how often do you think that happens almost zero i think most of your bearded hens get whacked in a food plot and whoever's shooting them knows exactly what they're shooting and if the state really cared about not writing hunters tickets we wouldn't have game wardens would we i mean they're in essence telling you uh well you don't know the difference between a hen and a gobbler so shoot whatever you see because we don't want to have to write you a ticket. Right. Yeah. And don't you think if they were if if it was illegal and there was a chance of getting in trouble for it, that it would make people think a little bit more? Yes. Yeah. Probably have less hunting accidents and so forth because they would yes. positively identify their target. Yeah. And Bob, go ahead. They want you the state or the federal government wants you to be able to identify in mid-flight a gadwall versus a hen mallard. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just spitballing here on that, but, like, I'm supposed to be able to identify what duck is coming in because you can only kill two hen mallards. You can shoot six gadwalls. And if a single brown duck not calling at all swings through the hole, I'm supposed to be able to positively identify it and kill it. Yet Mm -hmm. they don't think turkey hunters can figure out what a gobbler and a hen are. Talk about the storks and the sandhill cranes. Yeah, they made, yeah, we did have to do a, I had to do a test on that. Yeah. So, I mean, how how hard is it to administer a test online? Yeah, this if they're really that concerned about it. This is a Tom. It's, I mean, it's what's, I guess there's a little bit part of that question of, I have seen instances in the past where bearded hens were killed solely because they had a beard Mm -hmm. because it was legal where whoever these people were were hunting and they absolutely had to a pull the trigger on something and b somehow find some kind of logic that um well what they did and it's like if you're turkey hunting just to cut a beard or pull a beard off a bird to hang in your office or whatever man that sucks because (laughs) i mean I don't care. We've mentioned this before in the past. I don't care when a turkey comes to me or whatever, his beard length or his spur length, if I am lucky enough to get a turkey, as long as he's two years or older, dude, I am tickled pink. If that turkey's got a seven-inch pencil beard, but he's an adult, maybe he was a late hatch, 
He's got real half-inch spurs, small beard, but you know he's an adult, obviously. I, I'm just as elated as, as if he had inch and a quarter spurs. I could, mm-hmm. ca- I literally could care less. I know that sounds crazy. Everybody wants to kill a turkey with two-inch spurs, but yeah. I don't care, man. I do not care. I don't care if he weighs 17 and a half pounds or if he weighs 23. Sure, killing a real heavy one is kind of cool from time to time because it's kind of rare if you live in the South. I mean, you may kill, I don't know what we're like, or Andy hunts or whatever, but you kill a turkey of that, that weighs 20 plus pounds. That's a good gobbler. That's a heck of a yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. You kill one twenty one, twenty one and a half around here. That's, that's a dandy. Now you go out to the Midwest or something and kill you a 25 pound or whatever. It's, it's common there more so obviously, but that's still a pretty heavy turkey to me. They'll ask you why you shot but, that Jake, that 25-pound yeah. Jake. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I'm with you, but what are your thoughts? Why do you think that some states still allow it? In all honesty, that's what I was – it wasn't a loaded deal at the beginning. Like, I really don't know other than what Cameron said kind of makes a little sense. It but does. And the whole tradition thing I don't really know about because it's like – especially in times now when the population is obviously having a lot of issues in a lot of different areas, why would we do anything intentional to remove any more hens that are absolutely necessary? Like, I have no problem with people fall turkey hunting and killing hens in the fall. You know why? How many of those hens are sitting on nest? Now, it's kind of contradictory because you really need that hen in the spring so she can hopefully get bred and lay a nest, right? Yeah. But the flip side of that is there is an astronomically large fall turkey hunting tradition, especially in some northeastern states and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. that it could be quite complicated to try to get that removed. And I'm not going there. I don't know enough about all that to even really have an opinion on it. But for some reason, what little bit experience and education I have on it, it just doesn't make sense to me that a hen would be legally allowed to be harvested while she could possibly be raising a clutch of eggs. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Elementary uh, outlook, I understand, but it just doesn't make sense to me. I think it makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm with you and, you know, I've said this, I can't tell you how many times on this show over the years that I would love to kill a bearded hen. But in in the states that I've been in where that's legal, I have seen bearded hens in the spring. But I, I cannot bring myself to do that because I don't know. Does that hen have a clutch of 10 or 12 eggs? Does she have one egg and she's about to go lay another one when she walks by me and I pop her? Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. And so I'm not willing to chance that. Now, Cameron and I went to a few years ago in the winter, and I shot a hen. Actually, a, a young of the year hen, little Jenny. And I feel bad about it, zero, because... We also were able to observe the population of the area we were in, and it was... There were hundreds <laughs> upon hundreds of hens in this area, the landowners are shooting them with 22 mags and deer rifles from their back porches because they're eating all the horse's hay. Yep. And, you know, I, I did not feel bad about it, not in the least, you know. And she ate so good. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, but that was, what, November? Dece- first week in December? Something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to make a habit of doing that and I would not do that in Alabama because I don't think you're going to go somewhere in Alabama and see 
hundreds upon hundreds of hens in right. one location. So, you know, plus <laughs> there is a huge golden eagle out there that I think was having a, a pretty good go with the turkeys. So, he was absolutely right. smoking them. Yeah. So, you know, the golden eagle is going to eat one. I want to eat one. <laughs> right. But, you know, it. I mean, that's, that's a, a topic we can probably beat into the ground and never settle it. And, you know, I'm not going to knock any anybody that listens to this show or any hunter hunter at all who has a fall season in their state that's any sex and they kill a hen absolutely that i just think it's i just yeah like if you're going somewhere and killing one in december or whatever like that and it's legal and they got a bunch of turkeys well then then no harm no foul but and, and obviously if it's legal in your state in the spring no harm no foul i just don't get the logic by any kind of person that has any kind of turkey hunting experience. I understand somebody that just ducked in academy, bought him an 870 and rode out there and got lucky and yelped the turkey up and had a hen and she had a beard fall down there in the heat of the moment they pulled the trigger or whatever. I get that. Yeah. What's funny is though, when I started doing it and probably you guys can say the same thing, I doubt the first hen that you saw come up to you in the woods, you're like, oh, I'm getting ready to kill her. I mean, you probably had enough knowledge going into it that you're looking for the one that looks totally different in, in so many ways, you know, head, color, size, the whole nine yards. I mean, even if you have a gobbler come in in the spring and he's, you know, a satellite, he's not in the mood, his head looks like a fall bird or whatever, they just look different. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of characteristics about it that, that, that stand out. They're pretty easy uh, to identify and I, I mean, the odds of a bearded hen and a gobbler coming in at the same time, I'd say, are pretty low. So if it's, you know, I don't know. To me, I agree with you. Springtime hens of all bearded and non-bearded should be off limits. I mean, it's just the bottom line. And in states where we're having mass declines of turkeys, they probably should not have hens legal in the fall either. You know, Tennessee went to gobbler or bearded bird only in the fall. Right. You still killed a bearded hen, but you can't kill non-bearded hens. So at least they protected them then. But yeah, why not just go to male turkeys only? I mean, it, it truly isn't that hard to identify a male turkey versus a female turkey. Yeah, it, I mean, you know, and I don't think you have to turkey hunt as long as we have in order to be able to make those kind of identifications and stuff in the woods. I mean, it's like Andy said. I mean, you know, a lot of states you go to, they have like a turkey guide or a little turkey booklet or something online, and they'll actually go to the, you know, detail to show you a picture of a hen, a hen feather, a gobbler, a gobbler feather and stuff like that. And I'm not saying one person's going to look at that and retain it and take it to the field or whatever, but... I mean, how many pictures can you see online? Exactly. I mean, how, how hard is it to watch? I mean, who is going to the woods that hasn't seen pictures, videos, et cetera, of turkeys? YouTube, yep, yep. Seriously, that, I mean, there is so much more now out there versus like when, when, you know, like Andy and I got started or whatever doing this because that's another thing we talked about. I can't remember what it was. Uh, talking about like the job, you know, like if you couldn't take time away from work to turkey hunt, Go back 20 years back when you couldn't go all you, – you would never see photographs of your buddies with turkeys unless you actually bumped into your buddy, right? Yeah. If you – the only way you knew if turkeys were being killed was typically in passing, whether it being a face-to-face conversation or a telephone. Yeah. Now, every time you open your smartphone, if you're on like a, all the uh, social media outlets or whatever – you know when all these guys that you're friends with are killing turkeys because they're posting them on your phone. 
can you imagine if you were locked in some corporate job and you couldn't, that's like when somebody's going to go postal, like you, you know, you're sitting in a break room one day, it's like April the 18th and he's been having a rough season. He's only got to go out about six days and his buddy's done, you know, killed number four and he's getting ready to kill number five. And he just snaps, you know, you just, I can't, you can't find a turkey. Like I can't imagine, <laughs> you know, the point of that is like, yeah, everybody should know what a gobbler looks like because if you have anything to do with hunting, it's everywhere. Yeah. 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 You have Crazy, no excuse man. in my mind. You have no excuse. No, you, have, no. you can't have any more resources to tell you what a hen and a gobbler look like than we do today. I yeah. mean, seriously. No. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot harder to determine if a woman is a woman or a woman is a man now. I get that. But hen and gobbler, <laughs> hen and gobbler shouldn't be as complicated. Yep. <laughs> yep. I uh, don't disagree at all. Man, that was a lot of fun. That was a good interview. And <laughs> Always is. The thing is... We've got about another hour. Yeah, yeah. This was only the only the first half, you know, roundabout half, and it's just such a good long interview. You know, we always try to keep this show to about an hour, hour fifteen at max, I would say. So we're gonna split this one in half. Yep. And for those of you listening who submitted questions to Cameron on his IG account and think, hey, you. You know what? Didn't ask any questions of Kenny. Well, they're coming. They're coming. You got to sit tight for a week and they're coming. And I think that we got some great questions from some of your followers to ask Kenny. And it's just, it's evident to me why so many people love Kenny, because what you see is what you get. You know, there's no fluff and BS. And the guy has a way of looking (laughs) at things that, you know, I think a lot of us, maybe don't look at don't the consider episode two is of this series is the definite no bs it is straightforward and y'all are gonna obviously part one of this was great anytime we're talking to kenny mount is a great episode but part two i mean he's just a straightforward guy and we ask him i mean you opened it up with a pretty difficult question to be honest in my mind and it, it's just a great show so y'all are gonna make sure to get back next week to hear that one and unlike last year, we're going to try not to leave off 30 minutes of the interview. <laughs> if anybody remembers last year, it just cut off like randomly. <laughs> yeah. You know, I guess we just need to package that 30 minutes up and just sell it. Yeah. The lost yeah. 30 minutes of the Kenny Mount interview from 2022. Yeah. yeah people, I remember Kenny texting me like, hey man, I, I, I thought we kind of ended like normally it, that episode just kind of ended, and I like went and listened to it, and I was like, "Yeah, that's not right." <laughs> he was like mid sentence, and I was like, "All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week." <laughs> <laughs> so, part of the part of the podcast woes that stuff's gonna happen, but we do yeah. our best. Yeah, it's I don't know. Seems to always be some sort of a challenge, and we actually had a challenge on this one because Skype. I don't know for whatever reason Skype likes to make money. Yeah. If we and run so, out of money, it, there's no warning. There's no nothing. It's just like, hey, your your call is dropped. Click. Until you give us money. And and we don't even hear the click. It's just gone. Yeah. He's there and he's gone. That was yeah, it. But yeah. Not. Man, two awesome guests in a row here. Steve Turpin and then Kenny Mount. I've been, been enjoying these. Yeah. And then we're going to have a letdown week after next week's show. Oh, is it just us? Yeah. Dang. Well, guys... <laughs> Two weeks, you know, I, I understand if the listeners 
face drops off, but at least we're giving you good guess most of the time. Yep, yep. And, well. man, so after Steve Turpin, you know, last week, I have been hitting my trumpet call some. Yeah. So here, you got a little demo for us? Yeah, this is uh, this is my de- demo of the trumpet call. I have a regular trumpet. This one's actually made, it looks like, out of some cane. And then I have a wing bone here. We'll play the cane-type one first. All right. trumpet style call i don't know how that sounded through the phone but i'm working on it i feel like it, i'm at a point where i can make turkeys probably gobble with it but i'm not sure if i can call a turkey to the gun with it if that makes sense that sounds pretty good you're not doing too bad for a beginner <laughs> <laughs> and then I got my wing bone here too. This one, I feel like I could really shock some gobbles out of one. I just, I see myself on a ridge top looking down a long creek draw, you know, and then just way on out there, you know. I don't know that I'll be putting him at 20 yards with that call right now, but I do feel like I could shock a good gobble out of one at a distance. Can you cut back on the airflow or even just cup off the end of that call a little bit more to? Quieting it down. Is that? It's good. I think it's got it in there. You just need oh, to it's practice some more with with getting it quieter and getting it quieter. Yeah, that wing bone's harder to quieten down than the uh, the other one. Like the, yeah. those wing bones just carry so much. They do, and that's why you don't really need to crank on it so hard, in my opinion. Yeah, that's so pretty soft. That's that's one thing that I worked on a good bit when season ended last year was, and it was actually with my diaphragm calls more so than my trumpet or cane yelper or or wing bone or anything like that but my diaphragm calls i in the past have had a hard time regulating my airflow to get that volume lower and lower and lower and just you know really work on my soft calling and so for any of you guys that listened to the show once season ended last year you heard me saying to cameron that i was working on my soft calling with my diaphragm call and that's you know i worked on it a good bit and i will say this you know, because there's what probably a thousand different combinations of thicknesses in reeds, cuts yeah. in the reeds, size of the frame. You know, every diaphragm call plays differently. And in fact, we talk about that some with Kenny. But what really helped me was stepping away from my go to diaphragm. And trying hmm. other diaphragms that maybe they have lighter reeds. I'm not sure of the combination, you know, the dynamics of all of that. I know a lot of you guys listening to this show do because you build your own calls. But yeah, I feel like looser reeds are easier to get quieter on. Yeah, I, I don't. That makes you know, sense. You know, I'm not I don't know. sure on that, but that's just my guess. Because when I have one that is like feels like tight reeds, I have to use 
a lot of air to get them to go, and then it's loud, you know. Well, you know, I found a call that sounds good, first of all, that I can get loud with, but secondly, you know, I can run and, and get soft on it, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm excited about that, but, you know, that's something I think that as we turkey hunters bring more and more people into the sport, whether that's us introducing a brother-in-law or the next-door neighbor's kid into the sport. But as we introduce more and more people into the sport, these turkeys are going to get tougher to kill, primarily because they're going to be messed with more. But secondly, there's just fewer of them. <laughs> and a lot of more of them will be dead before you get the chance to call in there. Yeah. So, you know, we're going to have to to work on getting a little quieter and, and doing some things that, you know, coming up with our own style that is going to work for us. So anyway. Until that, everyone starts getting a little bit quieter, then we'll have to work on getting a little bit louder. louder and more aggressive. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Just do what no one else is doing. <laughs> well, uh, so I know what that is. What no one else is doing is staying home. Yeah, that's true. Just don't hunt because everyone's dirty hunting, but you know. <laughs> That's not an option. That's not an option. That's not but, an option. But yeah. great episode. I yeah, hope you was. guys enjoyed it. You should be listening to this one either while in Nashville, potentially on the way to Nashville, or maybe you're not there this year. But a lot of folks hopefully get to listen to this one on the way to the convention this year. Looks like a lot of fun stuff going down there. I know Mossy Oak had a massive announcement this week with the Fox Vest. Yep. They'll be selling about 400 of those at the convention for, I think it's $450 a pop. So if you're lucky enough to be at the convention or going, I imagine that line will be very, very long. Probably 425 people long. (laughs) However, yeah. And, you know, the first 10 people will probably buy 40 vests. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to just go out on a limb and and say they're probably going to limit the number of vests that people can buy. They probably should, because I imagine if it's anything like the Dixon vest, the resale value will be very high on those, and they'll be very desirable, especially for collectors. So. But pretty cool stuff with the Fox Vest. And, you know, have fun at the convention, Andy. I will not be there. I will be out of town and hope everybody has a big time there. Yes, indeed. It's going to be a good time. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to hooking up with you guys, some of you guys there. So if you are planning on being there, you can hit me up on IG. I cannot make any promises that I'll be able to break away from wherever I am and what I'm doing to meet up with you. But... I would love to if I can. So hit me up on IG. I think my handle's the Turkey Hunter Podcast or at the Turkey Hunter Podcast. So look for me there. Follow, obviously, if you don't already. And I will follow you back if you're a real live human being and you're not some hot Russian bot or somebody who's selling ammo. (laughs) There you go. All right. That'll be the favor of the week. All right, hit up Andy if you're there and go see him. Let him know that you wish the other hosts had been there more so than him, and that's the favor of the week. There's two kind of people in this world. There's turkey hunters and there's everybody else, and all the turkey hunters are being Nashville. There there may be turkeys on this island I'm headed to. I just have to find them. You look hard. You let me know what you find out, and we'll make a trip down there in a few weeks. And they might be domesticated, but we'll see. Yeah. You'd probably find one in somebody's backyard. Yeah. Tune in next week for the second half of Kenny Mount, guys. Thanks.
Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.